Hello and welcome to the Zero to Finals podcast. My name is Tom and in this episode I'm going to be talking to you about growth charts. And if you want to follow along with written notes on this topic, you can follow along at zerodefinals.com slash growth charts or in the development section of the Zero to Finals pediatrics book. So let's get straight into it. Growth charts are used to plot a child's weight, height and head circumference against the normal distribution for their age and gender. A child's measurements are plotted on the graph using a dot. The age is plotted on the x-axis and the weight, height and head circumference are plotted on the y-axis. Growth charts have curves that indicate the normal distribution of growth over time. Centiles, remember that cent means 100, indicate where a child's growth compares to the normal distribution for their age and sex. It's important to use the chart that matches the sex of the child as growth is different between boys and girls. To illustrate how centiles work, consider these examples. If a child is on the 50th centile, she is basically exactly average height for her age. If another child is on the first centile, he is shorter than 99% of children his age. If another child is on the 91st centile, she is taller than 91% of children her age. The important thing when assessing a child where there are concerns about them not gaining height or weight is to establish whether they're maintaining their centile. If a child is on the 9th centile, but they've always been on the 9th centile, that is much less concerning than a child that previously was on the 91st centile and is now on the 9th centile. Let's talk about plotting growth charts. Plotting growth charts is a common exam question and a very common task for any doctor working in paediatrics. It's important to practice this skill. To help, I suggest you access some growth charts on the RCPCH website and you can Google RCPCH growth charts to find this and practice the following examples. Plot a 4.5 month old girl, that is 6.7 kilograms. When you do this, you should find she's almost perfectly on the 50th centile. This means her weight is higher than 50% of girls her age, but lower than the other 50%. Now, assume you saw her again at one year of age and she was 8 kilos. Practice plotting this on the chart. You should now find that her weight has dropped below the 25th centile. This means more than 75% of girls her age are heavier than her. If she had weighed 6 kilos at 4.5 months, which was below the 25th centile, her current weight would not be concerning. But the fact that she has dropped centiles should raise questions about why she's failing to adequately maintain her centile and gain weight. Phases of growth Children grow through three phases of growth. During the first two years, there's rapid growth driven by nutritional factors. From two years until puberty, there's steady, slow growth. And then during puberty, there's a rapid growth spurt driven by sex hormones. Obesity. Obesity in children results from consuming more calories than are expended through activity and growth. Access to readily available, affordable, highly palatable, high-calorie food has led to overconsumption of calories. There's been a shift from physical activities and outdoor play to sedentary activities such as video games and screens. And this has contributed to an increase in childhood obesity. B12 
Being overweight is defined as a body mass index or BMI above the 85th percentile and being obese is defined as being above the 95th centile. Obese children are often tall for their age and they come from overweight families. If children are short and obese, consider endocrine investigations for an underlying cause, such as hypothyroidism. However, a pathological cause for obesity is rare. The biggest immediate effect of obesity in children is bullying. Obese children are at higher risk of later developing impaired glucose tolerance, type 2 diabetes, cardiovascular disease, arthritis and certain forms of cancer. Unless the family engages and addresses the issue, it's likely to continue into adulthood and have all the associated negative health implications of adult obesity. So thanks for listening to this episode on growth charts. A big thank you to Harry Watchman for perfectly editing this podcast. If you found the podcast helpful and you want written notes on this topic and all the other topics, head over to Amazon and pick up a copy of the Zero to Finals Pediatrics book. You can also find full audiobook versions of the Zero to Finals books on Audible, and you can find notes, videos, illustrations, and questions completely free on the Zero to Finals website at zerodefinals.com. And I hope you tune in to the next episode, which will be on Failure to Thrive.